Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She is the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. Uh, she also has a book out called I've Got It Covered. Uh, with helping people with all kinds of decisions on retirement and insurance and Social Security and Medicare that we're going to talk about in some detail. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Dana. Hello, Jordan. Thanks for having me today. Just give us a little bit of background about yourself and, and the specific circumstance that made you want to write <clears throat> this book, I've Got It Covered. Well, um, as you said, my I'm the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. Uh, my business is a full-service concierge, concierge service for seniors, so we help them uh, research their uh, Medicare insurance. We help them research, you know, what they're going to do for their Social Security and try and um, help them figure out some safe money alternatives so they can uh, protect their assets as they go forward into retirement. And my book, um, the I've Got It Covered book, uh, that book came about in 2018 um, when I found out my mother was very ill and knowing that I would be the one that would basically have to take care of things when she passed, um, I basically typed up the book and I sent it to her. It was not in book form at that time. I just sent her a bunch of typed pieces of paper and said, here, please fill out this information and send it back. And uh, the day that I actually received that book back from her, it took her about three months to fill it out. The day that I got it back um, was actually the day that she passed. Wow. Yeah, so um, that book is a labor of love. It was the way that I, I went through the grief when my mom passed. And uh, I just, I put everything that I could in that book that I thought could, could help people. And it, it's, it came out to be a pretty big success. I created my own publishing company so I could publish my own book. Um, I've been on TV with it, and it's it's all throughout the United States and Australia and Canada as well. So what is the problem as people are dying um, that the survivors are not ready to handle, that uh, you've got covered uh, helps people with? I mean, what, what usually happens if people are not ready for somebody dying? So I know that in my case, um, my mom had gotten, you know, she called me one day. She lived in California and I'm in Arizona and I was going to go visit her. And she said, well, next time you come down and visit, we need to go through the house and see what you want to take when I die. And for me, I did not want to have that conversation. I just could not fathom my mom not being here. So what I tried to do with this book is, is really open up the lines of communication for family members and um, maybe even try and get them to do this book together if possible. But it's really all about preparing people. A lot of people say, you know, I'm okay, I have a will and I have a trust and that's great. But the people that you leave behind 90% of the time don't know where to find all of the information to effectively close your life. So that's what the book is for. And so what happens in that 90% of the time when they don't have the information? What, what is the trauma being created after the death? Oh, my Lord. It can just, it can make the process take so much longer. So if you've, if you've got, you know, your will in place, you've got a trust in place, you have 
made your wishes known where you want all of your assets and you know all of your belongings and everything to go to your beneficiaries or you know to whoever but if they don't have the information in the book then they will not know how to close your life because in the book is account numbers and passwords and where this stuff is located so your family may know you have a trust and a will but they not they probably don't know where it's located so the guide is basically the first thing that they would look at that tells them what to do when something happens who to call first the order to do everything in and then of course you've already got all of your information written into that book so that they literally just have to go page by page and make phone calls and that's what I had to do when I when my mom passed it was so much easier I I'm truly blessed that that the Lord put that idea upon my head mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit generally about the state of older Americans people are living longer today but in many cases they're out they're outliving their money and uh, relying on their children to take care of them. Is this going to be a growing problem as the baby boomers, the, the big surge gets older and older? I, I absolutely do think so, yes, especially the way that our economy is going right now. Um, it is not pretty out there. And, you know, when you've got people trying to pay for their Medicare insurance, that, you know, they pay their Medicare premiums and then they have insurances to pay, so your Medicare supplement insurance. And then you and everything keeps increasing. Well, a lot of people still have a lot of their money in the stock market as well. So when the stock market, as we know um, through recent past history, it's a roller coaster. And if they lose 20 to 30 percent of their money when they're 65, 70 years old, do they want to have to go back to work to make up that money to try and recapture that loss that they had? A lot of people they can't go back to work so that's why it's, it's really really important these days that people really sit down with with a professional um, not necessarily anybody in like a, a financial advisor per se I'm finding that the financial advisors they're they're focused on the stock market and in my in my profession I'm dealing with seniors so when we're working, it's the time for us to gather all of our nest eggs and put it in the market and help it grow. But as we get ready for retirement, we really need to look at reshuffling some of our assets so we can create some safety. So by, by putting some of your assets in a place where the, you have no possibility of loss, you're protecting that portion of your assets. Well, yeah, until lately, uh putting your money in safe assets meant earning almost nothing. I mean, now rates have gone up to maybe four or 5%, but even that's hardly enough to keep ahead of inflation. What kind of safe assets do you recommend where people can earn a decent yield, but don't have principal risk? Well, you know, um, I work a lot with index and fixed annuities. Um, you know, the index are based on the market and the market isn't doing so great right now. So I've been really working with a lot of fixed products. Um, and as you said, you know, they're not going to get rich by putting their money into an annuity. Um, however, you can recapture some of that loss that they've had from the market 
and protect their principal. Um, another way to to look at possibly protecting some of their money and giving them some life insurance benefits as well as long-term care benefits would be um, an index universal life insurance policy. So those um, in, in those types of policies, your benefits are coming from a life insurance policy, so uh, the benefits are, are basically tax-free. So it's all about tax advantage strategies and what, what type of strategy is going to work best for you and your situation because nobody's the same. Everybody's situation is different. Well, IULs, you have to have money in for a long time to have it build up uh, before you start taking it out. It's not a quick kind of a thing. You've got to be investing in it for many, many years to build up the cash value to take it out in retirement. It's not a solution if you're already in your 60s or something, correct? Well, yes and no. A lot of the people that I am meeting with recently, um, I'm finding, have a very significant amount of money. And, you know, you can do a dump into an IUL and you can basically pay up those premiums with one big dump. So it's, you know, again, it's just a matter of what, what you have and how to make it work best for you. Um, do you want to take all that money and put it into an IUL or, or into an annuity? Do we have enough left in your your liquid account, your bank account? So if something happens, you're not going to have to get into that money that you put aside to keep safe. What kind of yields can you get on fixed annuities today? Right now, um, I have a looking at a three-year fixed at 5%. A five-year fixed at five and a quarter, and a uh, I think it was a six-year was at five, uh, almost five and a half. Uh huh. And you, so you think that's a good deal to get five five percent or so, lock it in for three to five years? Well, I think for the short term, I think it's a I mean it's a decent deal. I, if I thought it was a great deal, would be probably eight or nine percent, but. We're not looking at that right now. So I think 5% for what's available out there right now, if you can get a guaranteed 5% on some of the money without the loss, then yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a good deal. So if you have an annuity and you die, uh, do you lose your principal or does that pass on to your survivors? No, it goes, to, it goes directly to your beneficiaries. So, so you, if you have an annuity, um, and you have listed beneficiaries on it, it's going to pass through probate. I mean, it's going to avoid probate and it'll go directly to the beneficiaries. And then the index annuity are based on the stock market. So do you think that's a better way to go if you end up earning more than the 5% or so on the fixed ones? Um, in some cases, yes. Um, again, uh, we're just kind of watching the market and seeing what the market is doing. I know on the indexed annuities, you're you're making a good amount for the first year. But what I'm seeing also is on upon the anniversary date, um, generally the people will get a notification from the company saying, you know, it's it's your anniversary date. How do you want to reallocate your funds? And a lot of people just basically ignore that letter and don't reallocate correctly. So that's very, very important that when they get those letters, they need to pay attention so they can tell them what they want them to do with their money for the next year. So, for example, in the last year when the stock market was down, actually the bond market was down too, how would you have people reallocate at the beginning of this year had they gotten that letter at the beginning of 2023? 
You know, I probably I would have gone a little heavier in the stocks and a little a little lighter on the bond side. Um, but as far as I tend to do everything, um, uh, I kind of try and do it equally. So I kind of spread it out. I have about eight different um, places that I can allocate the money to. And again, I, I do try and spread it out. I don't put it all in a annual point to point. I don't put it all in a monthly point to point or a two year point to point. I tend to do it, you know, on the S&P. Um, we've got the low volatility index as well. So again, just it, it just really depends on what what the client is needing and where they're at right now. A lot of different choices, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She is the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. She's also the author of a book called I've Got It Covered, which helps people prepare when they die so that their relatives uh, don't have to scurry around and try to find everything. Uh, you can find out more at her website, I'veGotItCovered.net. We'll be back after this. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's gonna be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is gonna be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not gonna be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She is the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. She's also the author of a book called I've Got It Covered, The Essential Guide to Closing the Life of Your Loved One. Nice to have you back, Dana. Thank you, sir. Nice to be here. So let's talk Medicare here. First of all, the general picture. Uh, I mean, I, I think the people watching this say, Within five years, it's going to not be able to cover its expenses. The, the, you know, what's coming into it is not close to what's 
being spent on medical care, as cost of medical care goes up, as people get older and use more. What What is your outlook uh, for Medicare and what needs to be done? Oh, my gosh. What needs to be done? Um, so in, in my eyes, um, doing what I do on a daily basis and dealing with all of these insurance companies and dealing with CMS and all of the regulations, um, you know, I, my company, I offer every single thing that somebody would need. I offer advantage plans, Medicare supplements, drug plans, um, indemnity policies, all, all different types of coverage. And what infuriates me about Medicare is <clears throat> the, oh gosh, it's the misleading information that they're putting out there. Um, you see all these commercials on TV with Jimmy J.J. Walker and Joe Namath. And when you see those Medicare commercials and it, it tells you all of these wonderful things that these Medicare Advantage plans have included in them, it makes people just want to jump through the TV and they call the number on the TV and they talk to somebody that's that's on a, they're talking to basically a salesperson on the other line and they're expecting all of these wonderful bells and whistles with this Advantage plan, but what they don't tell them if they're enrolling on the phone or, or even a lot of agents, they won't use their due diligence and explain the good, the bad, and the ugly of these Advantage plans, how they work, how limiting they can be, what can happen if you're outside of your network area. And again, people are just, they're rolling in these plans left and right because there's no premium for these plans. And let's face it, everybody these days is looking for something extremely inexpensive or even free. And that's why a lot of people are signing up for these Advantage plans. And what I feel is a big part of the reason why Medicare is hemorrhaging money at the seams is because of these Advantage plans. They came out in 2006, and back in 06, they were great. But through the years, um, due to, I don't know, government oversight, regulation, just overreach, whatever it is you want to call it, with these Advantage plans, um, CMS basically, or our federal government, whoever you want to say, will basically pay these insurance companies a subsidy each month, a pretty hefty subsidy each month for each person that is enrolled into an Advantage plan. Now on top of that subsidy, they're also paying the agents, I don't know, six to seven hundred bucks per Advantage plan that you enroll someone in, which is a pretty good commission. And yep. then of course you get your residuals. When you write someone on a Medicare supplement policy, which is the complete opposite of an Advantage plan and 10 times better, um, the commission on the supplement is about a third of what it is on an Advantage plan. So I am just seeing, you know, people are getting greedy and they are just enrolling people in these Advantage plans, whether it be from the call center so the companies can get the subsidy or the agents because they want the big commission. So what is the thing, other than out of network, what are the problems with Medicare Advantage plans that people don't realize that they're, they're not getting when they think they're getting certain benefits? Well, I think one big misconception is when they feel, when they know that their policy has no quote unquote premium. 
So they don't have a premium to pay for it. So they think everything is free, which is what they kind of make you think on TV. Yeah. But when you start looking at those and you really look at it closely, if your primary care physician is in network, you probably have no co-payment to go to the doctors. But what you will have is 20% co-insurance on certain procedures and, and, and medical equipment and things like that. So if you go to a specialist, then you're going to have to have a copay, anywhere from $10 to $50, depending on what plan you have. Many of our seniors are going to a specialist every other month. So, so you know, more out of pocket than they're expecting is what you're saying. Absolutely, much more out of pocket. Um, like on an HMO, the the out of pocket maximum is much smaller. So anywhere, say, I don't know, we'll say four grand. Now, if you're looking at a PPO, the out of pocket could be up to eleven thousand eight hundred. So. so you often recommend HMOs as a result of that? You know, it really depends, again, on the individual. If these people are bent on, on having a, a Medicare Advantage plan that has no premium, and my first question is going to be, like, you know, do they travel outside of their, of their county? And if they do, then I'm more apt to put them on, or recommend, I should say, a PPO plan and explain why I'm recommending the PPO. So it kind of, it's a true story. A uh, client went down to Yuma, had a Medicare Advantage plan HMO in um, Pinal County, went to Yuma, Arizona, and had an accident and crushed his knee. Well, he went to the hospital, but because this injury was not a life-threatening emergency, he had, no, he had no coverage. He had to come all the way back to Phoenix, or excuse me, to Pinal County to have that taken care of. So cover him at all. It was, he was out of network, you're saying? He was out of network. So if you're out of network on any type of an HMO or PPO and you have a life-threatening emergency, it will be covered up to 50%. But the company has to deem it a life-threatening emergency, not Medicare, not you, and not your doctor. Okay, that's gonna surprise a lot of people. Um, how about Medicare Part D, the, the drug plan? That came in, I guess, mid-2000, something like that. Has that been a success? Oh, Lord. Um, I, oh, gosh, I don't even know what to say about that. I would say that it was a, a success when it started, but the drug costs have just increased exponentially. And now, you know, with the Inflation Reduction Act, um, everybody is expecting to see all of their medication costs go down, and that's just not the case. You know, there's probably, oh, I don't know, a total of maybe 60 medications that they're looking at dropping the prices on, and they're doing so many per year. So you've got maybe five for next year, and then there'll be five the next year, and then maybe seven more. So you know, people that are expecting this Inflation Reduction Act to really cut the cost of their medications, it really depends on what their medications are. And you see that they're doing it with insulin, that they're, you know, bragging about the fact that they've really cut costs on people's insulin and 
and that's all fine and dandy. A lot of people are, you know, they're happy to be paying no more than $35 to $47 per month for their insulin. But there's the donut hole. And that's something that people are not prepared for. The donut hole, so Medicare Part D has four phases. You have your um, deductible phase, which for most people is $505. That's deductible for 2023. Once that deductible is met, you, you move on to your initial coverage level. That means that your deductible has met, been met. Now you're making co-payments when you pick up your medications. Or excuse me, you're, making, you're paying co-insurance. I apologize. Yeah. So once you, the total cost of the medication, and, and this is if it's a brand name medication, so an insulin or Eliquis or, you know, something like that. Once those medication, the total cost of the medication, so the, re, the wholesale cost plus what you pay out of your pocket, reaches $1,600, then you fall into the donut hole. So prior to the donut hole, you're paying approximately 25% for your medication costs. Now when you're in the donut hole, you're paying 75%. And that's on all medications. So if you are on generic medications like a lisinopril or a torvastatin level thyroxine, those are all basic tier one medications. But if you throw in an Eliquis and a um, Humalog to that, yeah. now those are brand name medications mixed in with your generics. So while your generics are probably free, you're going to have your coinsurance with your brand name during your, your, your um, deductible phase. When you're in the donut hole, those medications that you were getting for free are now costing you. Plus, you're paying for your brand name medication as well. So I've heard that they are going to be um, decreasing the donut hole for 2024. My hope and my prayer is that that does happen. Um, not sure we haven't. I haven't received any final rulings or anything like that yet. So until they really work on that donut hole and get that donut hole down, I people are they're suffering. I have so many people on a weekly basis that are telling me they're not going to take their medications anymore. They can't afford it. Wow. Now, when, when do you get out of the donut hole? At what point do they start paying again? Uh, once you reach about 7400 I see. So it, it's, it's several thousands of dollars in the donut hole you're talking about. Right. Now, mind you, that 7400 is not all what's coming out of their pocket. It's the total cost of the medication plus what their copayment is. So yeah. you can be in and out of the donut hole very quickly if you're on some really expensive medications. And that is a, a saving grace for many people that are. But you're saying a lot of people do not realize this and nope. end up paying a lot more for their drugs than they're expecting. And they thought that Part D would pretty much cover all their drug costs and it's not working out that way. No, not even close. Not even close. That's why I help people look into prescription assistance programs. We look in Canada. You know, there's we have to get creative right now. Yeah, there are these programs that do give you big discounts on drugs. Are those all legitimate? Um, well, I can't say they all are, but I know what's working best for my clients right now is GoodRx used to be the, the big one here in Arizona. 
Um, but I know that they've been having some problems. Don't know what the problems are, but there are, are several stores here or pharmacies that are no longer accepting GoodRx. So um, single care seems to be what's working the best now. So if you go to singlecare.com, they can just get a card for free, and that'll help on their medication costs as well. Generally, though, on generics, not really for brand names. That they would have to go to prescription assistance programs for that. No. Well, we're learning a lot. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She's the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. She's also the author of the book we spoke about before called I've Got It Covered. And you can find out more at her website, I'veGotItCovered.net. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She is the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. She's also the author of a book called I've Got It Covered, The Essential Guide to Closing the life of your loved one, and you can find out more at her website, I've got it covered.net. Welcome back to the show, Dana. Thank you, sir. So let's talk about Social Security. So the official Social Security trustees say that it's going to not exactly run out of money, but not be able to pay all of its bills by 2033, you know, rough, roughly 10 years from now, something like that. What, what do you think needs to be done to extend the life of Social Security so we don't kind of hit that brick wall? Our government needs to pull their heads out of their butt. <laughs> that would be my first thing. Um, you know, honestly, what needs to be done with Social Security? They cannot. They, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen if they decide to 
just let Social Security go. It's it's going to be detrimental to our seniors. So many of my clients rely upon Social Security and only Social Security. So if, if Social Security is going to be cutting the benefits that they're paying our seniors or the, the recipients, whether it be a senior or whatever, um, it is not going to be a good situation. These people depend on this money on a daily basis. So do you think they should be raising uh, the tax rate and the amount of uh, income that's being taxed, which is, I think it's about 160000 now? Do you think that's part of the solution? I think it could be. I mean, you know, those of us that are blessed enough to be able to make a little bit more, I think, you know, sorry, people, but I'm going to be a senior sometime very soon. And, well, I guess I am considered one already since I'm almost 60. But, you know, uh, I think for those of us that do make a little more income, I wouldn't have a problem paying a little bit more into Social Security um, in order to help advance it a little more. I don't know how many people feel the same way about I do, but you know, that's pretty much the only way that they're going to, they're going to help anything is by increasing the tax revenue so they can help pay for it. How about raising the retirement age? They're, they did that back in 1983, but people are living longer. Do you think it makes sense to raise the retirement age? I really don't. I really don't. People right now, they're, they're doing everything they can just to get to that 66 and six months or 66 and eight months. It's hard. It is hard out there. I deal, I work a lot with teachers. Um, I'm the outside retirement resource for a couple of school districts. And let me tell you when these teachers, especially after COVID hit, when these teachers are ready, they're ready. And you know, if they have a pension, well, pensions are not guaranteed either. They say yep. that they are, and they say that they are, but it all depends on how your company's investing their money. So, I mean, AARP and so everybody says, don't touch Social Security, don't touch Medicare, it's off the table. I mean, even at the State of the Union, so you can't even think about it. So uh, there seems to be no political will whatsoever for doing anything to raise taxes, raise the retirement age, do anything on Social Security. So what is your prediction of what's going to happen in the next 10 years? I honestly, as, as much as I hate to say it, I it, with the current administration the way that it is, um, I don't think Social Security is going to be here in 10 years. I really don't. And I, I am preparing my children um, to figure out a different alternative because they can't count on it. And, you know, our government, obviously, if they get rid of Social Security, what are they going to come up with? That I have, I have no idea. Do you think there will be no Social Security? They won't just cut back on benefits, but it'll collapse completely is what you're saying? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I am, I'm torn. There, there's so much frivolous spending in our government right now. And there are so many people living inside of these United States that are getting free benefits, regardless of whatever they are. It's free to them, but it's costing somebody money. And that somebody is generally us. Yeah. When you um, uh, advise people on when to take Social Security, a lot of them take it at 62, the, the first moment they're able to do it. 
Uh, how do you help people advise the right time to start taking Social Security? You know, when I talk to my people, I, I generally tell them, wait as long as you absolutely can. If you can wait until 70, wait until 70. You know, if you take, if you take it at 62, you're going to get, well, it's 8% per year less until your full retirement age. So if you retire at 62 and you should have retired, if you, excuse me, you started your Social Security at 62, you could have waited until 70, then you're going to be get, you know, 35% less pretty much on your Social Security benefits. So again, it all depends on what your situation is like. If you do have a pension that is, you know, able to pay you what you need to get by and you can delay taking your Social Security, then delay it. But that brings in the problem is what the heck happens? Is Social Security going to be here if people delay it? So yeah. it's kind of a catch-22 situation. What, what is your view about pensions? I mean, are there going to be fewer and fewer people getting pensions? Is that kind of a dying deal? Absolutely. Yeah, pensions are a thing of the past. And um, there is a movie, I don't know if you've heard of it, called The Baby Boomer's Dilemma. Yes. It is a, it's an incredible expose documentary movie that um, really opened my eyes. Um, but it wasn't new to me. I mean, I've seen it before. Um, here is just a story of one of my clients that I met with back in 2014. She'd been working for a large grocery store. Um, she was hired on very young. She joined the union and signed all of her union paperwork, all that stuff, and she goes to retire at 67. And we come to find out that she looks at her pension and she's got, I don't know, close to a million dollars in her pension. Well, that's fabulous. She was really excited. Then when it came down for us to figure everything out, get her signed up for Medicare, all of that stuff, figure out what her income stream was going to be, her pension was only paying her $1,700 a month for the rest of her life. So that was a lot less than you were expecting. She'll never see all that money in her pension. Never. So the, the payout ratio is a lot lower than people expect, is what you're saying on pensions. Yes. That's what I'm finding. Yeah. And again, you know, like the, the firefighter's pension here in Phoenix, oh, I think it was maybe in 2015 or 2016, that, that totally basically went away. Their benefits were gone. Their benefits were gone. So if you have to make sure that if you're, you know, if you have a pension, I, I would not depend solely on your pension is what I'm saying. You yep. can't get that the money that holds your pension is investing it wisely. Yeah. Um, and then, so what's replacing the pension has been defined contribution plans, 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans for uh, public workers. Are, are those making up for the difference? Since a lot of people retiring and not having pensions today, have they built up enough balances in their 401ks to uh, make up the difference? Um, well, it's been a roller coaster. You know, they, they build it up and then the market goes down and they lose it. And then they think that they get it back because they see that they're making, they're making a little more gains. But in reality, if you've lost 30%, it's going to take you 
five to 10 years to regain that 30%, depending on how much you're working and contributing. So if you're getting ready to retire and your 401k is losing money like crazy, then that's not going to be, you're not going to be able to be sustained with your, the money that you have if you keep losing it. Yeah. So, so do you recommend when people get to that age, when they retire, that they roll over their 401k money into a regular IRA or Roth IRA or do some kind of a rollover? What do you normally recommend people do? Um, yes, I do. I, I absolutely do recommend just roll it over, um, roll it over into an IRA. Um, some money markets are actually doing much better than banks right now, too. So you can put some of it into a money market account where you have, you know, you're not seeing the growth you would on the market side. But again, whatever's in a money market is, is protected as well. So it's, it's really all about, as we get older, it's about getting a return of our money, not on our money. Were you concerned when Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and Credit Suisse and First Republic went down so quickly that there's systemic problems in the banking system that's maybe not as safe as we think? Absolutely. First thing I did when I heard that, and people are probably going to think I'm crazy, but I don't trust really anybody, any bank or anybody besides me or my husband with my money. And I went and I took out a significant amount of money from my bank account, and it's sitting in my safe. Really? So it's earning nothing? Yes, sir. It's, it's earning nothing, but the money that I took out was my inheritance from my mom. And if I were to lose that, it would be devastating. Not not because I need the money. That's all I have left of my mom. And so, I got to keep it safe. So do you recommend people do that? That they're worried about the solidity of banks, that they spread their money around uh, so that they are under the $250,000 FDIC cap? Absolutely. That's what I would say. That's what I would do. So you think there are more problems coming in the banking sector? I do. And why? What, I mean, people think of banks as very safe. What's the problem? You know, I wish I could tell you the answer to that question. I don't. I don't know what the problem is. I just there are. There's just so much. No, oh, I don't even know the right word for it. There's just so much inconsistency and so much bullcrap. Pardon my French. Out there in our government and in our entities that it's hard for people to know what's real and what's not and what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. Even, even just like me that are in this industry, it's hard to keep our finger on it. Yeah. Very good. A lot of uncertainty today. Yes. Okay. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the money answer show. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer, CEO of Arizona insurance and retirement services author of the book, um, I've Got It Covered, and you can find out more at her website, I've Got It Covered, got .net. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dana Artzer. She is the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services and author of the book, I've Got It Covered which helps people uh, plan for end-of-life situations. Uh, you can find out more at her website, I've got it covered.net. Welcome back to the show, Dana. Thanks, Jordan. So why do you think Medicare supplements may be a better solution instead of Medicare Advantage plans? Well, like we were talking about earlier with the Medicare Advantage plans, they come with lots and lots of restrictions, lots of red tape. With an Advantage plan, you have to get prior authorization, you have to make sure you're staying in network. You have to make sure that your doctor isn't going to get kicked out of the network, which can happen at any point from whether the company or the doctor chooses to leave the network. Um, with original Medicare, so a Medicare Advantage plan is known as a Medicare replacement plan. So people are going to continue to pay their Medicare Part B premiums just like they always have. However, you're no longer protected by the federal Medicare system. You're now with a private insurance company, so you'll never even show your Medicare card. You'll, you might as well just put it away. If you're on original Medicare and a Medicare supplement policy, you will have a premium to pay, and those premiums do increase each year, generally from 6 to 9%. But what this supplement gives you is it's going to pay the 80% that Medicare does not cover. So let's say you're on a plan, a supplement plan G. That is the best plan throughout the United States. The Medicare supplement plan G will cover 80% of your medic, or excuse me, 20% of your medical costs. Medicare covers the 80%. Your deductible on the plan G for this year is $226. Once that deductible is met, you're covered 100%. You have nationwide coverage. You have no networks. You have no co-payments when you go to the doctors or specialists. Anywhere you go, you're going to show your Medicare card and your supplemental card. They will bill everything. Your provider will bill everything to Medicare. Medicare will send it to your supplemental company. Then you'll receive a notice that you have to pay that first $226 once that's met, you pay no more medical bills for the rest of the year. Everything goes through Medicare and your supplemental policy. So you're saying the reason these supplement policies are not as popular is the marketing behind the advanced plans and the commissions being paid out. Is that the, the reason why they're not as well known and well, well used? 
I think that and and because the fact that they have a premium and and when people hear oh advantage plan I don't have to pay a premium for that it's free and it includes dental and vision and hearing and trips to the store and this and that they they make them sound like they're the best thing out there and I say they are the best plans until you have to use them <laughs> okay that's not a particularly good time to learn that that's not the best plan you've got yes Okay, so in your book, let's just briefly go through the categories you've got that people kind of write these things down so that once somebody's died, they've got it. So the first area you have is completed tasks. So what do you mean by that? So completed tasks, I'm opening my book so I can see what you're looking at. Um, so completed tasks, that is for you to basically write down what you have completed when, when someone passes. It is a, an arduous task trying to get everything completed and remember what you have completed. So the completed tasks page is for you to actually write down what has been completed so you don't have to keep going back and wondering if you've done it yet. Okay. Then you have annuities and retirement accounts. So this is listing account numbers and all those kind of things that people often don't know ex or exist. Is that right? Correct, exactly. So all of your um, IRAs, 401ks, annuities, all of that information, your account numbers, um, how much money is in there, uh, phone numbers as to where, where they can obtain that information from the company, all of that information is listed in the book. And then you have sources of income. There may be sources of income people don't think about, like residuals or uh, pensions, uh, so, again, they're listing the source of income that often the survivors don't even know about. Exactly. Correct. And generally, you know, those of us that have residuals, if, you know, you have some type of a sales position or anything like that, um, when we fill out the paperwork for whoever we contract with, we have to put our, who we want as our beneficiary. So my husband, when I pass, he will continue to get my residuals. I see. So, so residuals, I mean, if you're Elvis's grandchildren, they're still getting residuals from his songs. Is that right? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you have a page called My Secret Stash. So what's in your secret stash? So a lot of people have something that means a lot to them that they want to protect and they don't want to lose it. And they put it somewhere where only they know about it whether it's, you know, jewelry or they have a secret money fund or whatever. Um, even people that pre-dementia, you know, they have put something somewhere to keep it safe and then they, they have dementia and they don't remember where they put it. So your my secret stash is basically just, just that. You're going to put in there whatever means something to you and where it's located that people might not know about. You've got something on long-term care insurance. We haven't talked about that. Do you think in general it's a good idea to have long-term care insurance? Again, that depends on, on your family history, um, what your situation is now, and if you can afford it. Uh, that's why I talk to people a lot about annuities and IUL products because they do have some, um, some benefits built in there. You can use the uh, some of the money that you have in your IUL or your annuities to pay for long-term care, which is generally eight to ten thousand dollars a month. Yes, yeah, so it's going up a lot, and a lot of companies have been pulling out of it because they're not making any money out of it. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people I meet would say, oh, we have kids. That's what they're there for. I said, did they know that? <laughs> so, you know, a, a home health policy, a good home health policy is much cheaper than a long-term care policy. And it can really help you stay at home instead of having to be put in into some type of a facility. Yeah. In the roughly three minutes we have left, in, in some ways we've talked about a lot of dire situations here. You think Social Security may be going away, Medicare is in trouble, people aren't getting the pensions, the Advantage plans are not as good as they think they are. Kind of sum up, you know, what difference it can make in people's lives if they do the right things instead of what they're doing in many cases as, as they approach retirement. You know, I would just tell people, try and, again, use your due diligence in, in research don't just rely on what one person tells you. Um, make a, make some different phone calls. Uh, my services are always free of charge. I don't charge anyone to give them my advice. I don't charge anybody to help them. So it's it's really um, again use your due diligence. Find out what type of product you want to look at, and then talk to your friends. Um, use go with your gut go with your gut if you're meeting with somebody that you don't feel comfortable with or gives you a, a feeling that's not warm and fuzzy that always that always throws a red flag up for me right away so just make sure you're knowing you know who you're talking to and you trust the person that you're getting information from I mean in general are you hopeful that things are gonna get better for older Americans or it seems like it's gonna get worse in a lot of ways I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I have a lot of faith and things are things are ugly right now, but I think they're going to get better. I really do. I think that uh, once we have a change of administration and um, people start waking up and seeing, you know, kind of what's happening right now, not just to Medicare and Social Security, but to our United States of America. Um, I, I'm praying and hoping that people will just wake up and stand up and, um, yeah, just not take it anymore. <laughs> How about that? Very good. Terrific. All right. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Dana Artzer. She's the CEO of Arizona Insurance and Retirement Services. She's the author of a book called I've Got It Covered which you can find out more about at her website, I've got it covered.net. I think we've learned a lot in the last hour. Thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Dana. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, everyone. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.